This week's episode was brought to you by Nikita Von Galaxor, Blake True Love, and Moloch Band. That's Moloch with a K instead of a CH. That's the difference between a wheel and a whole chariot in the tarot, so stay up, Kabbalah nerds. If you too would like to help support the show, please visit www.patreon.com slash thewholerabbit, where a monthly donation of just five bucks earns you access to all our extended episodes, a bonus sticker of our big bosom cover art, and access to our Discord server, where nerd glasses will be handed to you upon entry. This week's show, we throw some friendly shade at the Satanic Temple by questioning the wisdom of removing bath from its breasts and explore the esoteric proofs of why they must remain if not become even more prominent. If you listen beyond the false ending of the show, we include a free sample of the discussion we usually reserve for the extended show. It felt like we were concluding a little bit early. In the extended version of the show, we go beyond even the words of Eliphas Levi to elucidate an ancient form of the Baphomet bearing a rabbit's head, to which our cover art is an homage. Also, we talk about breast milk. Thank you and enjoy the show. I get it all in my body. And then I think if I weren't so aware of it, I would run around and create a problem. And then I'd be like, that's why I feel bad. I think if you had a robot or another person that was recording you, you would be more authentic. You really think so? The fact that you have to do the sound levels and make sure everything blends together and then you edit it too, I think that affects your gut and makes you like nervous. Gives me like a feedback loop. Right, because you're like, oh, it has to be good, a good take because I'm editing it and I don't want bullshit when I'm editing. And then like, you're also recording it at the same time. So you're like, okay, well, what's feasible? Like I have five different platforms. So uh, I need to like bleep out Mari a lot because it sounds cool. But like, because she says offensive things. I can't just go full Marlon Brando and right. just so you have smash a lot. and eat nuts and be like, right. So like, you can't do the Joe Rogan thing. You can't be like Joey Diaz. You can't have a podcast like Tim Pool. They have like inter they they hire interns and like get them to do it for them. Did they get you them see to- how nervous he was with Alex Jones? Oh my god, I know, right? <laughs> Even he was oh, like, "Oh god, dude. why is he bringing this up?" He's like, "Dude, stop because going a, through your list of stuff, Alex." Alex Jones just just he's a like performative art. But he just gave like this impish glance towards that enormous sniper rifle that Alex gifted him on the show. Dude, Joe didn't even touch it. He's like, "Nah, no, man, put no. it away." No, he's like shaking his head and looking at the floor. He didn't want those memes. Oh, oh, I couldn't help myself. Do you understand? I would be hugging him and be like posing in stupid pictures on a green screen with him. Pointing it at the camera. Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Whole Rabbit, where we don't satisfy ourselves with a boobless, strangely emaciated, dickless, struggle alien Baphomet all of the satanish temple. No. We restore yeah. the goddess to her original splendor and glory, or try to, by allowing her breasts to flower to their true, elevated degrees of bosomness. Replace her lady arm and restore her playfully lustful gaze, Eliphas Levi made so infamous, but with the rabbit's head. For she is a symbol much greater than that of petty antinomianism and atheistic political posturing. Nay, for her mysteries are as great as her image is multivalent. I am your host, Luke Madrid, and today... I'm joined by the cold, cutting silence of bitter, protracted loneliness. Just kidding. I'm it's actually Mari Samo. Hello. How are you doing today, Mari? <sighs> Amazing. So the Baphomet, to me, is an Earth symbol. What would you say to that, Luke? I mean, it's a lot of animal parts and people parts and heavenly bodies. There's a moon and a star. The Baphomet is attributed to Lucifer or Satan, which is the morning star. So there's a moon and a star. Well, the torch is associated with Lucifer. So is a spark. A star is smaller than the sun as well, like lower, and is also lower than the moon, which the moon is a feminine symbol of the goddess, usually associated with water because of tides and the earth because of growing cycles and harvesting cycles. Pray tell, is the Baphomet an earth-related symbol? According to the Encyclopedia Britannica, the first known mention of Baphomet was in a letter written in 1098 by Anselm Ribemont, describing the siege of Antioch during the First Crusade. Anselm stated that the Turks called loudly upon 
Baphomet. Most scholars believe that the word was probably a reference to Muhammad, the founder of Islam, and Baphomet is essentially just a bastardization. This small point becomes a major one, though, in the infamous history of the Knights Templar, a monastic Illuminati order who arguably can be attributed to being the first bankers, the international police and freemen, but they got too powerful, not unlike the Jedi of the episode three, were struck down simultaneously in one fell swoop, ordered by the Pope himself on Friday the 13th in October 1307. So he really began as, uh, he's like a Muhammad idol. So he actually wasn't Cernanos or Pan initially. He was Muhammad is what they thought or what they at least were accusing the Templars of. And that's where the name picks up, at least in terms of mainstream history. Interesting. So it's an icon. Well, they were accused of it being an icon. Or a meme. An ancient meme. There is also something to suggest that it has some Christian iconography that is related to the Cheyot HaKadosh, which are the holy creatures and associated with the sphere of Kether in the Kabbalah. They're like the holy divine creatures that we might relate to the... The saints. The saints, but also kind of like the, the apostles. wheels. The apostles. There's the dolphin, correct? The oh, lion. The There's a lion. The eagle. There's an eagle. There's a man and a bull. There's a dolphin. There's a dolphin too. In flipper. No, the Byzantine Empire, the the Eastern Romans, and then um, if you have, uh, uh, yeah, Eastern Orthodox Christianity, there's a saint that's represented by a dolphin, which is the ocean ambassador. So there's an eagle, a lion, um, there's something else. Well, it has to do with the wheel and the vision of Ezekiel. And then this is represented in the tarot on the universe card, these four magic creatures. Right. Then if you put them all together, well, you kind of get the Baphomet. But that explanation didn't really save the Knights Templar. They were accused of some very serious offenses of the time. What serious offenses, you might ask? Secretly worshipping the ass-headed god of the moose lambs, Baphomet, by kissing his buttocks, trampling and spitting on the cross during initiation, being kissed on the mouth and other body parts by naked men before begetting their lives of institutionalized homosexual sex, and satanic cavorting under the very banner of the church herself. In short, they were accused of being very bad, bad boys. And Baphomet was at the center of it all, supposedly. So one of the things they're accused of is having one of the people, men, dress up as Baphomet, and then everyone had to, like, line up and kiss his bum bum. Um, interesting note. Whether or not you include this in the free show is up to you. Just say it, Maury. There are rumors on 4chan about a certain ritual that went on at on Epstein Island that they performed near the temple and they would crown somebody in the crowd or somebody in the elite crowd the bull and he would wear a headdress and for that night he would get to do whatever he wanted without any question. So this was a, a certain ritual that they would do. Well, we talked about in the Apocalypse Now episode about the cult of Diana. They were a Roman cult and existed in the Roman wilderness. So when Jim Morrison says... Lost in a Roman wilderness of pain, all the children are insane. It's literal. The whole way it worked in that grove. Oh shit, it's Joe Biden. Hold on. The high priest was unto God and he would wander around the tree all night, this sacred oak tree. The reason he would do this, armed with a dagger and a lantern, paranoid out of his mind, unable to sleep, is because if any one of his slaves or children were to break free and were capable of snatching, breaking off one of the golden bows off the tree and slaying him with it in combat, that person was destined to become the new high priest, which is basically what we saw in Apocalypse Now, just set in the the backdrop of Vietnam and the Heart of Darkness novel, like in the background. Yeah. So there are some ancient rituals that pertain to like staying up all night and making sure people don't kill you (laughs) or making sure that you're the one that's doing the killing. Uh, But I can't speak to any the particular ritual that you're referring to, although it is uh, makes a good. I heard that same story. It's it's a good one. It might be a thing that the elites do. I mean, it's very Hunger Games. It's very Fortnite. It's it's very in thing to do. And, you know, that's something that you do when you have money. You do the in thing to the toppest level you can. When I heard that, you know what it reminded me of? Because you know how like elite societies like Skull and Bones and like the Illuminati or whatever, 
They're like, they're basically like a higher echelon of fraternities and sororities in colleges, right? Yeah. So if the universe is fractal in nature, then these these satanic rituals, quote unquote, are basically just dumb little rituals that five five to eight year olds come up with at summer camp in a tent or in a cabin alone at night with their sleeping bags what did we learn and about like, the gin episode mari it's that children are you know, sensitive like, to the muses and sensitive to the spirits so in terms of but i feel like this is like yes. they in extrapolation of the same urge like if you put children alone like if you has anybody ever read the lord of the flies or just people on acid mari same thing but yeah Yes, because you regress to a child. And that's what, I mean, ritual is supposed to regress you into your primal nature. And that's, well, that's what I was rituals. saying. The, well, what I'm saying in the beginning is like, the that's what they're saying is your true nature is of the earth. It's of material matter. It's, it's of the kingdom of matter. So it makes sense that the Baphomet is a symbol of that. It's almost like you're worshiping in that by doing these crazy rituals or whatever. Now we'll get to it, but it includes all five elements, including spirit. But I like something you said. It's it's a lot like, <sighs> would you say that the elites are a lot like fraternities in college? It's all... It's, <sighs> it's just a reflection of that. Okay, well, back in the day was a lot like today where they wanted to get rid of the Templars and they're like, uh, what do we do? Um, oh, they're, they're Muslims, you know, and th- this was their cartoonish understanding that Europeans had of Muslims at the time. They believed that all the Muslims are running around worshiping Muhammad and they were expressing it through idolatry. So in short, it was just a convenient thing to use the Templars of. And they did the exact same thing to the Cathars. Malcolm Barber, however, finds it difficult to believe that all the accusations were false, observing the recently recovered as of September 2001 Chinon parchment, suggesting the Templars had in fact spit on the cross during an initiation as a means of learning to sin outwardly while staying true to Christ inwardly as preparation for being captured by the Saracens and forced to commit sinful acts under duress. The simulated worship of Baphomet may have been part of this practice, although I think that's wishful thinking. That's just like, oh, they were super cool Jedi Knight Navy SEALs about their Christianity. It's like, well, maybe they just were trying to free their own mind. I don't know. Either way, it's kind of the same thing. Like, could be if they wanted to be able to worship Christ in the freedom of their own mind while sinning outwardly, then that could also have been it. So anyway, while being tortured, many of the Knights Templar could not recount the figure at all, the Baphomet. Some claimed it was a skull, a head, a cat, or even a three-part head. In their indictment by the court of Rome, it was described that in all the provinces they had idols, that is to say, heads, some of which had three faces, others but one. Sometimes it was a human skull. That in their assemblies, and especially in their grand chap, they worshipped the idol as a god, as their savior, saying that this head could save them, that it bestowed on the order all of its wealth, made the trees flower and the plants of the earth to sprout forth. So, how do I join? I mean, wasn't Christ crucified on Golgotha, which means skull? Looks like a giant fucking skull. I thought it was a cross. No, Golgotha, rock. It's a big skull. You're rock. Uh, rock hard. You smell what the boss is cooking. Okay, a bunch of Christians is sitting in front of a skull. They're the like most mystic of all Christians. Not a big accusation from where I'm sitting. Luke. I'm not impressed. It could have just been Luke. Christian art they were sitting in front of, you know? I want it, I want it to be a big goat-headed, you know. I want it to be true. Uh, okay, here's the thing. It's so much a more coup. Guess what you would sacrifice? What? A goat. Well, yeah, they did. Azazel, you know, kicking the goat off in the desert, be like, get out of here, goat, and take our sins. The goat's just like, yeah. God damn it. Okay, and then I'm eat, hungry and, then and thirsty now. And then you'd eat it, you know? You eat one of them. You send the other one out in the desert. However, it's like, Duh, that becomes a symbol of that, like a tribal earth-based religion. So if they're worshiping the goat instead of sacrificing it, that's kind of like inverting well, everything. But it's already dead. And here's the thing, is it's it's an incarnation of the spirit of the goat combined with the fertility of the people that ingest the meat that eat it. So that's why it's a sacrifice. And then that's why the Baphomet has 
Why do you kiss its bum bum then, Mari? And where does the homosexual what? sex come in, Mari? Explain that to me. Um, Is it just to get a pumped for battle? It's just like, because oh, it's yeah. indulgence. So- like if you have a if you have a shit ton of goats and you kill all of them out of uh, indulgence, that's that's a part of the. It's an earth centric. Just listen. Like pan. Listen. I have it's a just question. Like pan. No, it's just like pan and grease because pan is a god of wine, right? Which is overindulgence and 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 uh overindulging in wine, uh being drunk, inebriated, out of control, Man. uh gluttonous. These are earth-based gods that are about pleasure and about indulgence. So that, okay, that's Mari, what I'm trying is, to like relate it to. Is that why the Spartans and the Templars were such great warriors because they were indulging? Or was it a secret of their power and bonding, perhaps? Well, indulging also helps you if you're, I don't know, like if you need release. You call right? it indulging. I don't know. I'd probably sit, I'd probably not want to join. Like who doesn't want a brownie sometimes? <laughs> Brownies are good. You don't need it. It's like really bad for you, but it tastes good. Wait a second. Are you saying butt sex is bad for you? No. Okay. I never good. said that. Okay. I'm it's, saying it's a mystery. Not every day, all the time, and not to the extreme. <laughs> you hear that, everybody? Mari just said have butt sex all the time, all day long, to the extreme. No, I said don't. Anyway, since that time, Baphomet has only sometimes grown in popularity. Popular examples include Sabrina the Teenage Witch, which I hear the Satanish Temple is actually suing them over because they didn't ask permission to use their statue, even though it's what in a public place. Likewise, the erected statues outside the Capitol buildings at the hands of the Satanic Temple, and also maybe conspiracy theorists who moan incessantly about Hollywood icons such as Beyonce appearing on stage as Baphomet. You know, it creates a feedback loop of intrigue, superstition, and publicity reserved for those of razor wit, trollish inclination, or sledgehammer paranoia. Which one of those is you, Maury? Um, I like sledgehammers. That's right. You you are afraid that Beyonce might be the bad Baphomet, aren't you? You're like, she? She's all the single ladies, which are definitely the bad Baphomet. Oh. And I I happen to be a single lady, and I don't know what to do with my power. (laughs) Bad they're not in my mouth. For the masses, Uh, however. That's your job. Their conception of Baphomet has been shaped primarily by those co-opting Satanism for political means. Openly rejecting theology and even the possibility of supernatural activity, the Satanic Temple, led by Lucian Greaves, adopted an esoterically unsound, defeminized, antinomian hipster edition of the Baphomet, adopting to remove her breasts in fear of raising a debate over gender, which, quote... No. Might distract from what it believes are the more important messages of the Baphomet. A rather bold statement for an organization claiming to represent freedom of choice and radical self-expression. After all, if the natural beauty, basic utility of the woman's breast and her choice to utilize or display them in public is indefensible or unworthy of it, what business have they raising their I, banner in the first place? I have a thing. Okay. I have a thing. Is not the balance of female and male of primary importance in the symbol of the Baphomet? Yes. Helping elucidate the wisdom writ large upon each differently gendered arm to aid in the contemplation of its harmony of qualities. Yes. Does not it reinforce the imperial patris worldview to represent divinity in a solely male form of anatomy to the exclusion of women yet again? Absolutely. Would their, quote, Satan be so shy to shrink from defending these values, which are in accordance with nature, wisdom, and justice, who, by their own confessions, have been violated by racism, patriarchy, and vulgar religion? No. I but I watched some videos about the Satanish Temple, and I, to be honest, their art that they don't put in public is pretty fucking dope. And I don't disagree with most of their philosophy. It's just, come on, dudes. Come on, what what wisdom, justice, or strength is there in removing Baphomet's press, only to pl- replace them with a gaunt, emaciated chest, saving the phallus, and opting to include the flanking of children, instead of who in every other instance of which the vulgar population is familiar, they're portrayed no. clearly as adult in sexual bondage, which ironically represents testable truths about material right. science that the so-called satanic temple flatly just probably doesn't know about. 
felt because the devil's little more than a fascist statement for ideals that would fit almost neatly within the ideological folds of the flawed patriarchs that founded America, except they weren't afraid of tits. No, okay. Here's the thing. Satan charms men and women as if they were children. Okay. But Satan doesn't Satan doesn't charm children. Satan doesn't have to. I don't know. Is it so children, really- children children are exempt from it because they're innocent. So until a child is not innocent, then they're not exposed to that energy. However, here's the thing that I really find important about the Baphomet that this this is why this is a symbol that I haven't excluded from my life is because not only do I think that it's an earth symbol, but the fact that it blends masculine features and feminine features. And then it also blends carniv- carnivore features with herbivore features and human features with animal features. So it's, it's a community... To me, it's a bridge of communication. It's and it and it has to do with Earth because obviously there's animal parts on it. And you but know, there's also but there's also male and female. And what I wanted to say is that there's a very natural form of androgyny that's present always in our culture that we may or may not acknowledge at any given time. Weren't you mentioning that the male sex is actually a mutation and it was the female sex that has primacy? Correct. So species that don't have sexual reproduction usually are mostly female. Like you would just call that a female organism. So after that came evolved sexual reproduction which means that you mix you mix your DNA a little bit more because there's two sexes and one has more of a vector so the male vector your vector is higher like you're able to fertilize more females than the female the females aren't able to do that it, it like I said, all of this comes down to like mathematics and balance and basically a game of life. In the tarot, even in all of uh, spiritual research that I've done, Satan is a representation of Earth, the pentacle in tarot. The pentacle. And anything material that you can like see and feel and touch Maybe. while you're alive. But it's not spiritual. Like there is a spiritual aspect to it, but it's very based. Uh, and like see, it's this is based where in it... passion and greed and like stuff that's destructive. Okay, but see, it's, no. it's based in earth matter. Okay, that's where it's sort of this is why I have an issue with the satanic temple. Now, if I were to meet these individuals one by one, a lot of them would probably be wiser than I am. Better artists have very informed philosophy. Some of them probably do practice magic and do believe in paranormal activity. And I would imagine most of them are very stellar fellows. And I would probably agree with most of their politics. But you're a stellar uh, fellow at as an organization and as a pseudo Satanist, I reserve the right to disagree strongly and speak my mind on it because I think they really fucked up like with their representation of Baphomet. And it only plays into like what you're saying, how the cost is paid in ignorance, confusion and misunderstanding, polluting and perverting public perception of a much needed symbol into one more in alignment with how it's incorrectly presented as unnecessary hipster bullshit that will continue generations of intellectual tumult as the satanic current of the temple claims to represent is allowed to become gatekept and watered down to the level of short-lived spectacle and political trolling fading into obscurity as a monolith of insincere efforts and half-baked ambitions, forever defining Satanism as a safe space philosophy for people too dull to even understand it. What do I mean by that? It means that, yes, that's what, people f- that's what people think of Satanism. They're like, it's this, no. it's, it's basic desire, it's sexual, it's, no. it's sexual anity, right? It's, it's popping Ultimate your pussy freedom? in public, Hell right? No. It's Hell it's, no, you it's wet ass pussy. Hands, really? And you have freedom? Come on. Yeah, it's okay. about pouring milk on oh. people in public and stuff like that. You know? I have a thing. I have a thing right here. Pull it out. Like how you were saying, like how you were saying that, like um, how the Baphomet is related to children. Absolutely, hell no. Even in Satanism, in the Church of Satanism, uh, 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 harm none uh, animals. 
children. Okay. What I was saying is they shouldn't. They shouldn't have put the children, and they ought to have included breasts instead of children in their statue. Is what I was saying. Exactly. Well, here's the thing, and that's why I was asking you about the tarot earlier because in the tarot, Satan is seated in a throne, an earthly throne made of stone and a material matter. I'm sorry. Did you say the tarot? It, did you say in the tarot? Yes. Okay. Satan is seated in a throne, and of course he's adorned. This is a, a, a but 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 who's chained at his feet? But a an adult male and an adult female, Adam and Eve. You know. I'm sorry it, for teasing you so hard on this. Yes, you are. You are on but, something because that card is associated with. Capricorn, but children. And Capricorn are no- is like that. Okay, y- you children, are on. You're onto it there. But excuse me, children are no no Adam, and they're no Eve. Correct. They're not at so the apex of their existence. Children like have nothing to do. So the devil to me, and I had a dream about the devil visiting me when I was a very small child. You did? Yes. What happened? But did you hump it? No. He, Why not? He did not? Just what happened? No, Mari? this. Here's a very strange dream that I had. Okay. So I was asleep in my bed, and in my dream, I woke up and I was in my own bed. So I could have maybe thought I was really awake, but I looked at the foot of my bed, and someone was sitting there. You know how a parent sits at the foot of your bed while you're sleeping and makes sure you're okay, and sometimes you see yeah. them there. Yeah. But it was very comforting. Comforting. But I, I, so it wasn't like well, a Black Sabbath moment. It wasn't like they're up on my face or like holding me or like, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't distressing. But it wasn't like, like I look one. up. Got it. It was just like how your grandpa sits down and watches you sleep and you just like happen to see him. Oh, we'll get to grandpa. Okay. But like, okay. Yes. Yes. So like it, it, was, it was parenting. It was parental. It made you feel good. Up. It felt, made you feel safe. Just shut up. So I look up and it's like this devil figure. And I know my um my stepmom had this um print in the house of a Tabasco advertisement that was painted in France in like the eighteen hundreds. Yeah. Like a hot sauce or something, or like in the nineteen hundreds. But it was um it was like this green devil dancing that's the drink some, that's the um with some hot peppers it's not it's not absinthe it was it was an advertisement for pepper sauce okay but it was a really cute print and like anyway the devil on my bed look he was like a red devil like i saw in the cartoons and everything but he was just sitting there like looking at me grinning like a toy or something and i would just he didn't do anything. He didn't hurt me or anything. But you weren't scared. And How old were you? No, I wasn't. I was like, I was like seven. So I saw the devil in my dream, but he just looked at me and I felt kind of scared, but not really because I knew he wasn't going to do anything. But that's kind of what I feel like. Even like Krampus, you hear like these German myths about it's like the opposite of Santa Claus. It's the it's the uh, the demon that comes and drags bad children away. Beats him with sticks. Mm-hmm. But he only comes from really bad children that are really, really, really bad. It was kind of like that. It was like I could see that this guy was like a punisher or something, but he was just kind of like just checking on me and just saying like, that's a good kid. And then he moved on to somebody else. Like that was like really the vibe I got. And that's how I feel, how I view the, um, the Baphomet because it's a, it's a mixture of, of, of man and a woman, not a child. A child is exempt from this. And both a man and a woman can look upon a child in that kind of a way, in a way that like, I wonder what you're going to do. In the Devil of Time episode, we did a pretty decent job of explaining some of the sexual mysteries that pertain to the devil card in the tarot and how those mysteries pertain to physical science, especially the science of light, time, matter, and limitation in the material world. And I was even thinking about this today is like, what is your actual limitation is actually time is like, if you die and you don't have anything to push on, if you don't have family to inherit your name or your legacy, what do you have? You have your spiritual legacy, like books you write, stuff you uh, contribute to the masses, say if you invent something cool. So... There's very few ways that you can stay immortal in the material world, in Satan's world. Well, let us concern ourselves now 
with the more traditional Eliphas Levi Baphomet and take a look at why, in my satanic pride, I can say that I've taken an already good design and made it even better just by changing one little thing. And I think I'm justified in changing that one thing. So let's talk about the traditional Baphomet to give an answer to your question about what is the Baphomet anyway, and go a little bit deeper into that. And then for the extended show, we'll get like really nerdy. We get super duper nerdy, but we'll get at least half nerdy on the free show. So let's get into it. Baphomet is basically a being that represents the five elements in balance. Not just male and female, but all of the five elements, earth, water, air, fire, and spirit. Now, spirit can be said to be represented by the pentagram that's upright on the Baphomet's head, which Elphus Levi drew in his drawing. Baphomet has hooves, which represent earth. Baphomet has scales up uh, like the lower part of the tummy, rising up towards the chest, representing water. And then Baphomet also has wings that are like an angel and represent air. And there's a torch on Baphomet's head that represents fire and illumination. This is the part that I said. Also here is connection. I believe this is the part that Eliphas Levi referred to as Lucifer or might have been Manly P. Hall. Either way, that was the idea. It was like the torch on the head is Lucifer. Blah, blah. It, so. I, I would liken it to like an aha moment. You know, you know, when you like are trying to figure something out and you can't do it. And then you like fuck off for a second. And then you're like, Eureka. Well, the fire from heaven and all that. Prometheus, Lucifer, it's all in the mix. But you haven't really thought of anything. It just kind of came to you. To me, that's what the fire represents. Because it's up on your head. It's at the very top of your head. So you're beaming down an idea from elsewhere. But it depends on how you use it. It's the sacred fire. Right. Okay, now we're going to go full Dan Brown. Why the name Baphomet? Is it really just a bastardization of Muhammad? Mm, Not quite. Well, according to one of the original scholars of the Dead Sea Scrolls found at Qumran, Dr. Hugh Schoenfield found use in the Atbosh cipher when certain words were unable to be translated intelligibly. For instance, by using the Atbosh cipher, certain words like Hagu in the Test of Righteousness passage became the word test and make the passage more intelligible to read. So this is where it gets controversial. And it's not easy to find sources or discussion on this issue, but I did my best. If you're a fan of the show, you will understand my fascination with the topic. Uh, According to record, Schoenfield's interest also extended to the fabled Knights Templar, and Schoenfield, in a fit of curiosity, applied the Atbosh cipher to Baphomet, rendered in Hebrew as Bet, Pei, Vav, Men, Tav, turning it into Shin, Vav, Pei, Yod, Aleph, which spells, according to the insufferable nerds editing the Wikipedia page, a very bizarre and actually technically incorrect version of Sophia, which is usually spelled in her human form with a heh instead of an Aleph, and a Samak instead of a Shin, blah, blah, nobody can ever have any fun, we get it. Also, Baphomet and Sophia are both not Hebrew words, so does it really matter anyway? Christian mystics have been known to use Hebrew letters for their Kabbalistic import for like, and even Aleister Crowley and the Satanists use fucking Hebrew letters. So you know what? Not a great argument, in my opinion. Dude, this is cool though, because um, you know the penis, the penis, penis, the penis, the penis part. Yeah, but you know how it has like a spiral. Sometimes it has a spiral and like this weird head that looks like a snake. It has the Ida and a Pingalis swirling around it. The two serpents of so the Kundalini. Correct, which the kundalini is actually a feminine thing. It is. And and it's relating to it's related to the art of healing from Greek and Middle Eastern traditions. Actually it so, is. So here's the thing is I feel like the Baphomet's penis is a masculine projection of a feminine principle. So the Baphomet itself is actually female, right? That entire thing of what you just said is a pretty good summary of the Baphomet. Without the penis, the penis itself. Like, okay, if the Baphomet were to penetrate you, right? Yeah, right. You okay? It's putting in this like the healing medical symbol of the. It's okay. Your Kundalini. You're reading ahead in the notes, but yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry, but if your Kundalini rises. It rises from your basal, your base chakra, your earth chakra, which is your red one, which is in your tailbone or your perineum. Mulahadara. 
and to say it like the, a true LA dwelling. And the two yoga snakes mama. rise around the pillar of your spine and they coalesce at your third eye, which opens your third eye, and then you can see God. And then at that point, your crown opens, and then you can receive messages from God. So that's what prophets are. You know what? You mentioned Pan earlier. The phallus of Baphomet looks like the maypole that you would worship Pan with. And that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to elicit uh, uh, somebody to be given the gift of a prophet, which to me, and also... That's if how it's used at- ceremonially. You make someone the Baphomet, and then that person has the power of the god that you are invoking into the temple space. At least that's how it works in some chaos magic formulas. But any prophet, it doesn't matter what alignment they are. They are both male and female, and that is very important because in order to move a populace of people, you have to appeal to both sides. So any kind of prophet, regardless of whether they're positive or negative for your own personal gain uh will be depicted as an androgynous thing so but what i'm saying is that in the universe there's a natural form of androgyny that's rare and it's very lauded and it's supposed to be there and and the reason it's supposed to be there is is to humble both male and female into the point where they can coalesce with each other and cooperate but if you have an artificial uh, forced coagulation of the genders in a society, and I'm not saying I'm not saying sex or whatever. If anybody wants to be offended, but I'm saying these are polarities of the way people are programmed. And you could be be like more feminine or like more masculine as a person. Well, we were talking about this in the devil card, how the polarity is important and how even when you're running around the maypole, you're circling around it in the same way that the serpents are circling around that mercurial staff that's coming from Baphomet's phallus. And this uh, alternating current of we're going this way, now we're going that way, we're going this way, now we're going that way. It creates a charge. It creates a charge. And it relates to electromagnetism. And then if you consider that the human nervous system has, uh, you know, electricity running through it and that our body can be considered an electrocolloidal computer, of sorts. Well, in terms of ancient medicine, it makes some sense. And then together those elements is what facilitates healing. You know, sometimes people are in balance. They're to one side or the other. If they're too polarized, sometimes coming to the middle actually helps them. And that's kind of like where I advocate this symbol and what it actually means. But my my clause is that you can artificially have this like a gender thing. Don't fall into the trap that you can actually modify material matter and actually bend it to spiritual will because it it actually works the other way. You have to modify your spiritual energy first and then you'll manifest something out of that. So what I'm saying is that always go for the higher dimensional energy. Sure, but I'll play devil's advocate. Now, Lady J and Genesis P. Orge that we Chaos Magic pretty much owes their left and their right nut to, besides maybe Peter Carroll, they loved each other so much beyond just their flesh, right? That they chose to get sex changes to prove it, basically, as an expression of love to each other back before sex changes were cool, right? So that's also kind of like what you're saying. It's like, you must move beyond the flesh. But her whole thing was like also that the flesh was not sacred and that we shouldn't we shouldn't hold the body we shouldn't hold the body and it's like intended function as more sacred than the inclinations of the soul and so you know do what you want but you know be informed can we talk about your grandpa again i'm serious i'm serious about the grandpa thing well this is interesting though because that's really admirable that they would do this to prove a point but the thing is is like it doesn't matter what gender you are or where you came from or what you've done that's what they were saying because Genesis Pure says in love, it's really true though. It's like if you settle down with someone at the end of the day, you have to be and that's the thing is I've found myself more attracted to people that are different than me. They wanted to provi- be each other. They wanted to be one was the idea. They want to be one, but I'm sure they were very different. They but they but that was what that was that because that did it. That was like part of it though. They wanted to be one in their difference. 
Yeah, because why would you want to be one with someone? They have something that you don't have and you want it. Like, <sighs> I understand that. Like, but you you can't join with them. But like, I think like in the bafflement, what I see is this joining of these opposites in a way that makes us more powerful together. So I understand what the symbol is, but you know what you can? Like, just like with science, you can use science to do bad things like nuclear bombs, right? It's but the also same nuclear thing. power. You can use the same energy system to make something awful for somebody and, and to hurt a lot of people, but... And nuclear motorbikes and stuff. We want those. But you can also use nuclear energy to propel rocket ships out into space so we can colonize and learn more things. Are we going to... So we're we're going to go deeper now, Mari. We got to go deeper. But here's the thing is like, same with this thing is, is you can... Is you can you can have this symbol as something more positive than negative. Don't have it be destructive. Is my point. I agree. If you're going to choose what context under which to understand your Baphomet, I think you should be well informed of all of them. Ramesh Nathan in Arcanum Baphomet states that the name is meant to be said backwards and becomes the Greek Tem Op Ab, which stands for Temple Omnum. Hominum Pasis Abba, and means peace of the father to all men of the temple. While Gnostic Warrior says it means more specifically father of the temple and is a reference to David. The same source also suggests, though, that the Templar were in possession of a giant mechanical head which read prophecy of the heavens using some ancient technology straight out of Elder Scrolls. This vaguely fits, though, with the description given by some Templar confessions, but they're likely referring to various silver gilt heads used by Templars as reliquaries, one of which was in the likeness of Saint Euphemia. Christian works of art, essentially, although the idea of giant talking heads that read star prophecy is understandably metal as fuck. But the phrase, Temple Omnum Hominum Pasis Abba, Peace of the Father to All Men of the Temple, is a reference to the manifestation of the wisdom of the Father in the human body. And if you listen to what Ramesh Nathan says in his book, it's specifically a reference to Adam as the cerebral spinal fluid and Eve as the semen or I guess the lady juice. I, I, he didn't have a word for it, but you know, and I don't either right now off the top of my head. But wow. it, it was the idea that that wisdom was incarnate in the human body as the father and it split itself into two different waters. So like the two moons that you see in the glyph and one was the cerebral spinal fluid and the other was semen or the sexual fluids. And that was Adam yeah, and Eve. But- Okay, but here's the thing. Here's a cool thing that's going to blow your mind. Blow my mind. Blow it now. Okay, cerebral spinal fluid. We all know that's connected to, to your pineal gland, Is it? right? Okay. Which secretes melatonin, your sleep, your circadian rhythm. It secretes a lot of other things that I can't look up right now. And it also secretes DMT when you're born and when you die. So cerebral spinal fluid, correct? That's a spiritual fluid. Now, a semen fluid would be more like linked to the earth. But okay, a seminal fluid would be... It's the idea that they come from one source, though. What's it called? You have sperm and then you have semen. So the sperm swim upon the inside the semen. I think you have semen and seminal fluid is what you're thinking of. Right. But okay, here's the cool thing, though, is that is that the prostate gland makes this the the fluid that the semen from your gonad, they combine together to make that. So the, the fluid, the clear fluid that comes from your prostate is actually of the same substance that a female makes to lubricate herself. Yes, that's the Eve. It's the same. It's exactly the same chemical substance. The only difference is that females, instead of a prostate gland, they have a series of five, about five on average, different glands that lie in the bottom of their bladder, which is about where your prostate gland is. But we have multiple glands that are smaller, but they produce the same fluid, the same exact chemical makeup. So you can 
consider them one fluid. I mean, just intuitively, it makes sense. But the fact that those are the only two criterium and that ovum and sperm are not part of the equation already tells me that this is androgynous. It could be anybody that's enlightened by this. Like, it's open to anyone. And that's kind of why it's appealing to me, too. And if you'd like to hear more about us talking sex fluids and Eliphas Levi and... and Cerebros- fluids and neurons and alchemy and ghosts of mendez then you're gonna have you're just gonna have to pay me five bucks at www.patreon.com slash the whole rabbit where you get all our extended episodes i'll even send you a sticker you get access to our discord server where you can actively help us research or just hang out and post funny memes you see the new sticker and maury's got a new sticker coming out for all of us Uh, apparently i got uh 49 because 49 well 48 you're gonna want to keep one so if you are a new subscriber or less probably because we've got people on the discord waiting for this or or just very uh, yeah if you ask in our discord or are a new subscriber i will send you the sticker but the prerequisite for that is basically that you have to eat carrots and shoot lasers Dude, but it's a holographic sigil. You know, it really is too much of a dick move to just cut off the free show before we talk about Eliphas Levi, because that's that's really what we want to talk about with Baphomet. So let's have this be a preview of the extended show because it, it matches in nerdiness about the level of nerddom that we like to elevate it to for the paying people. Oh, man. So to get our hands dirty, we direct our attention to Eliphas Levi, where most of the world became familiar with the Baphomet as it was an illustration in Dogma and Ritual of High Magic, which was published in two volumes, Dogma in 1884 and Ritual in 1886, and later translated into English by Arthur Edward Waite, the very fellow who created the classical set of tarot cards with which we are all familiar. Perhaps it's partly his fault that, much like his deck of cards, Transcendental Magic, its doctrine and rituals, is hauntingly enchanting a hair's breast more than it is impenetrable. And while later I would learn that Eliphas Levi, although not much of a ceremonial magician, was way ahead of his time in making the assumption through his various studies that there was an underlying connection between magic and science with an approaching conciliatory with an approaching conciliatory meeting between the two. Levi Aha! Called, Levi called for a system of, get this, comparative magic, assuming that ancient wisdom was perennial and might be revealed by comparing theologies and religions of various cultures, prophesying the creation of modern studies like comparative religion and anthropology. I mean, the whole reason I started my spiritual journey is about the same time I rejected Christianity. I uh, did a report at school on world religion. I had to do a basic gist of every single main religion on the planet. And the conclusion, I mean, I wrote some stuff. I wrote some stuff in my essay about how they're all kind of similar, that we should all get along or whatever bullshit for school. But in my mind, it kind of clicked for me that they're all kind of going towards something that's it's this it's the same story, but it has a different flavor. That's basically what Levi so, was saying. But he said that clear I, reflection upon them actually gave you magic powers. And there are 22 of them specifically. You can form these patterns between them where you're like, oh, oh, that makes sense. Like how um, Baphomet is actually based on also Pan from Roman and Greek religions. That like like we said, that's why his dick is a maypole. And so if mm-hmm. you if you take that level of inspiration to like like you know theological heights you, you basically are given the philosopher's stone the universal medicine which is what the symbol itself represents the truth so after describing a little bit about the baphomet levi says here i must pause and i fear that already i have said too much i testify and find that there is one sole universal and imperishable dogma strong as supreme reason simple like all that is great, intelligible like all that is universally and absolutely true. And this dogma is the parent of all others. There is also a science which confers on man powers apparently superhuman. They are enumerated in the Hebrew manuscript of the 16th century. 
hereinafter follow the powers and privileges of him who holds in his right hand the clavicles of Solomon and in his left the branch of the blossoming almond. So then he goes through the 22 letters of the Hebrew alphabet and they all correspond to a different power that you get by ascertaining the philosopher's stone. It begins with Aleph. He beholds God face to face without dying and converses familiarly with the genie who command the entire celestial army. I can't pronounce that word. So it's Beth. like you get to be a fa- you get to be a family member. Beth, well, he is above Beth. all griefs and fears. I want to read one. Okay, Gamel. Gamel. He reigns all with heaven and is served by all hell. That's really the only one you need. All right, Daleth. You want me to read them? Sure. He rules his own health and life and can and can influence equally those of others. Hey. He can neither be surprised by misfortune nor overwhelmed by disasters, nor can he be conquered by his enemies. Vow. He knows the reason of past, present, and future. Zane. He possesses the secret of resurrection of the dead and the key of immortality. Such are the seven chief privileges, and those which rank next are these. Cheth. To find the philosopher's stone. Teth. To possess the universal medicine. Yod. To know the laws of perpetual motion and to prove the quadrature of the circle. Kaf. Change into gold, not only all metals, but also the earth itself, and even the refuse of the earth. Lamed. To subdue the most ferocious animals and have power to pronounce those names which paralyze and charm serpents. Mem. To have Ars Notoria, which gives the use universal science. Ooh. Sounds fancy. Noon, to speak learnedly on all subjects, without preparation and without study. These, finally, are the seven least powers of the magus. That's the one I want. Samek. Samek. <laughs> to know at a glance the deep things of the souls of men and the mysteries of the hearts of women. Ooh. Ayan. To force nature to make him free at his pleasure. Pay. Pay. To foresee all future events which do not depend on a superior free will or an indiscernible cause. Sadi. To give it once and to all the most effectacious consolations and the most wholesome counsel. Ulf. Quolf. Kof. <coughs> to triumph over adversaries. Resh. To conquer love and hate. Ah. Oh. What, Shin? Shin. To have the secret of wealth, to always be master and never its slave, to enjoy even poverty and never become abject or miserable. That one sounds pretty useful as well. Tao. Let us add to these three septenaries that the wise man rules the elements, still tempests, cures the diseased by his touch and raises the dead. Furthermore, there exists in nature a force which is immeasurably more powerful than steam, and a single man who is able to adapt and direct it might change thereby the face of the whole world. That's some scary tech. Don't be too proud of this technological terror you've constructed. The ability to destroy a planet or even a whole system is insignificant next to the power of the force. That was Darth Vader. This force was known to the ancients. It consists in a universal agent having equilibrium for its supreme law, while its direction is concerned immediately with the great arcanum of transcendental magic. By the direction of this agent, it is possible to modify the very order of the seasons, to produce at night the phenomena of day, to correspond instantaneously between one extremity of the earth and the other, to see, like Apollonius, what is taking place on the other side of the world, to heal or injure at a distance, to give speech a universal success and reverberation. This agent, which barely manifests under the uncertain methods of Mesmer's followers, is precisely that which adepts of the Middle Ages denominated the first matter of the great work. The Gnostics represented it as the fiery body of the Holy Spirit. It was the object of adoration the secret rites of the Sabbath in the temple under the hieroglyphic feature of Baphomet or the androgyne of Mendez. All of this will be proved. All right, now you have to pay me five bucks. Thank you, everybody. Eat carrots and shoot lasers.